This copyrighted podcast of the James Perspective has been paid for and funded by James M. Wilkerson. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this podcast are a permutation and combination of words and sentences used in this podcast without the express written consent of James M. Wilkerson and the James Perspective is strictly prohibited. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. You know, I have to have this excited voice because Jim said the music's exciting. The music <laughs> is exciting. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Sometimes I put other music in. Did you really take out my singing of the... Of the of Heck the, no. You left that? Heck yes. <laughs> you promised you were going to replace it with the real thing. I have the real thing just before. Then... <laughs> You sing the, the next verse. I sang Helter Skelter on here thinking he was going to take it out. Apparently, oh. as your friend said, this would be fun to leave in. <laughs> yes. It was fun, actually. I, I, I encourage our listeners to find you know, you know that you know that, that, that Ringo stars notorious for being horrible, the worst singer oh, in the yeah. Beatles. Mm-hmm. And he had a solo album where he sang a song, Bukus of Blues. Have yeah. you ever heard it? Mm-hmm. It's about Louisiana. A guy from oh. leaving Louisiana, and he wishes he didn't leave behind his Cajun babe. Anyway, I was yeah, singing. He had quite a solo career. He did, I know. So I was singing it, and then I asked Charlotte, do I sing it better than Ringo, thinking anybody sings it better than Ringo? She says, oh, no, Ringo's a lot better. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Man, I'm excited about today. That's Victoria, the female voice you hear today is Victoria. We have so many females on here now, we have to identify you. And Glenn, do we here. know they're? No. <laughs> we're all live. We're we're still working towards getting it video, but right now we all have boom mics, and so we're hoping that the quality keeps coming. We appreciate the comments. I'm excited about today's podcast uh, as much for Victoria as I am for the listeners. I think this is a good one for her to to um, to learn about this case. Um, this is one of those things that I lived through it. It um, it started in the '70s. Well, you know they they. Again, I think to give my history of it, in 1969, Lake Charles integrated, okay? Actually desegregated <laughs> because they they bust some kids out of our neighborhood. Fortunately, we weren't one of them. And they bust some other kids in. And so um, we, we had uh, black students at College Oaks for the first time in 69. Then we moved to Cameron later that year and cameron in 1970 integrated so i had our set guest again well that would have been integrated because they just shut down the the, the, the black school order memorial so i've been through it um it was painless for us kids i had nobody none of the kids had a problem with it. some of the adults well had, if you had been bust maybe you would have uh, I don't think I would have been bust. Um, I know that my kids would not have, my, my parents would not have allowed me to go to a school where I wasn't at a good school. They were going to make sure. I mean, they picked that area. Why? Just because what you said, you have to pick a place where the schools are good. You go, well, the schools are good here. Then we're, they change it. Right. And then when they built Barb, that neighborhood kind of went down where we lived. But I moved already. When Barb moved out, they put it in LaGrange, and LaGrange was. Not as good a school as Barb, but you know, no matter what they would do, 
during these things. And this is the next point of it is that you started seeing um, people leave um, the cities. They they left the cities. They went to um, what they call white flight. Yeah. <laughs> that was there. So Barb was built that after the segregation orders. So they would have had to go on and file suit again, say, well, you can't build Barb and make it all white. Of course, Barb is a athletic school, so they didn't, you know, it's not all white, you know that. But but Sam Houston, when, when my kids were going there, was practically all white. They, that, that was a white flight school. Well, that was during that era. That was the thing. There was all African-American schools and all white schools and, you know. Well, I mean, it's, it's still, not just in the city, but it's still sort of that way. But you're chasing. See, see the, the unintended consequence of this thing in my book is that you're seeing Bernice die. See, Bernice had a school and they all the kids went there together and then they forced some of them to go to Lily and whatever, you know. And, and so then that neighborhood school basically dies. Yeah. And and uh, the schools like Downsville who fought to keep it, they're still there. Uh, but I, you see, if I lived in Downsville's district, my kids wouldn't have gone there. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the the racial mixture. The question is how good education they're going to get. And, and again, it's a tool to me. So I would have picked I picked Ruston High because they were playing sports. That was the best baseball team around at the time. Well, it wasn't when we got there, but when my kids got there, it became the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> well, there you go. So anyway, it, I lived through it. Mm-hmm. I did live through it. And in 1981, I was at Tech. And that's when this all went down. And I, I, at first, I want to tell you what I remember before I refresh my memory here. I do remember that there were three girls that uh, were caught up in the busing. And they would have been bused from a rural Buckeye to a, a very much um, urban urban. You know what? I need to stop on that. I didn't know that. I just knew they weren't able to go to the school that they went. Mm-hmm. That's really all I knew. That they were three little girls and they were, I remember they were cheerleaders or something. I could remember exactly, but they were very happy in their school. And they were like across the street. You went to Buckeye. The other side, you went somewhere else. And I didn't know where. Okay. I just knew they didn't want to go there. And I remember that judge spouting off judge scott i remember him spouting off i don't remember anything about state court proceedings and all of that stuff that doesn't i don't recall any of that but i do remember feeling helpless like this judge is able to decide this okay that's really all i remembered Mm -hmm. okay now one other thing i do tell you is i remember that one of the lawyers that was representing there were three girls representing i think one it was two families three girls right I believe so, yes. Yeah, he was representing the one who, I don't know if he saw the, well, he was representing two of the girls. J. J. Simone. All right. Now, J. Simone lost this case. All right. Judge Scott pounding sand, making all kinds of noise. And now when you go look at the Wikipedia site, J. Simone's got a long one of all the accomplishments and things he's done in his career. And Norman Scott is gone. He was a district judge. That's all it is. So when you're king, you only are king for one short little time. And if you don't contribute, you're forgotten. And I believe that that's what's happened here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, 
with all that said, there's a lot goes into this case. Okay. And I'm not really open. You need to go ahead and you don't worry about repeating things I've said. Uh, I wanted to kind of set up that. Oh, and it, and it was all over national news. It wasn't just Louisiana news. This was everywhere. I mean, everywhere. And then we passed through one of the cities that was in, it, it, um, that was in, it involved in this was, uh, was uh, Forest Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we passed through that to go home. John Hafley and I would. When we go home, mm-hmm. we would pass through the town. We'd go, oh, man, here it is. We, we went and looked at the school. Wow, really? And it was nice. Yeah. You know, anyway, take it away, Victoria. Yeah. Um, so I think that does, that's a really good background. It's super complicated. Um, so um, like you said, it kind of started back in the 60s when an original lawsuit was filed to um, desegregate the school. And is it Rapids Parish? Is that Rapides. Rapides, Rapides no, Parish. I um, I've heard it say Rapids. No, I say Rapids. Rapids. You know. Yeah. You yeah. do not come to me for diction or spelling. Oh, yeah. We just had that conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Manny is spelled M-A-N-Y. You know. I didn't have phonics. Get it. Get it. <laughs> um, phonics. 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 I didn't have phonics. No, it's phonics. Phonics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with you. So. It's phonics. <laughs> and it's my leaders. Yeah. Well, right, I, I thought we were playing on phony. All right. Go ahead. So the... um. Initial lawsuit was filed to desegregate Rapides Parish. Um, so a plan was developed by um, that school district to desegregate their schools. Well, the United States Justice Department comes in, I believe it's in 79, and says, well, we've looked at the numbers. Your schools still aren't desegregated the way we would like. So Judge Scott is the one who prepares this plan, which is really at the center of the Buckeye 3 um, dispute and scandal. So he comes up scandal. with, not scandal, but. Um, <laughs> sounds dispute. like you're cutting my side. <laughs> no, no. Um, just the debacle, I guess. Um, so, yeah, so Judge Scott um, prepares this plan and he gets input from either side. Um, the school district submits plans. The government submits a plan and he develops what he believes is the best course of action for desegregating this school district and creating what he calls a um, unitary system. So everybody's... Yeah, now, you're saying that, that, that the way it worked is there were experts who put together different plans on how to get this done and he picked the best out of them? Yes, he picked... That, um, that's so cute. You believe that? Well, that's... I mean... <laughs> <laughs> he did what? You it really was, believe the emperor let him do that? Go ahead. Was, I'll let you go on. We'll do that later. <laughs> well, it was ultimately his choice. So he was picking and choosing what he thought would be... His, you know, just what I know he that's wanted. what's in the case. Yeah. I know things you don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes through um, his plan. Um, he received evidence from uh, wards 189 of Repeats Parish, but he considered these issues to be system-wide. So even though he received evidence from, like, the numbers from these three portions of the parish, he applied the plan parish-wide. Yeah, let, let, let me add one little thing Yeah, might help. Even you explaining this. Mm-hmm. Rapids Parish is extremely rural. Oh, yeah. Except for Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Alexandria had about 55,000 people at the time. Mm-hmm. And that's where the most of the blacks were that were in predominantly black schools. Yeah. And so the, ish, the, 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 the trick that they had that was different than Caddo or like Charles or anywhere else, it was one really 
pretty good sized city, mm-hmm. and then tiny ones, nothing in between. He was having to reach out really into those far rural cities to get enough white children yes. to properly desegregate the schools because there was such a large population in Alexandria. So that's really what the focus of the plan is. It's called, he calls it pupil assignment. So he goes into all of the numbers of the um, black children in Alexandria and then the white children in the Pineville, Tioga. 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 Thank you. Um, area. I think I'm saying it right. Yeah. I um, think it's Tioga. <laughs> So he yeah. is pulling kids. Um, <laughs> he's pulling kids from um, these really, really small rural areas, trying to get enough kids in order to desegregate. And so he does this through busing. Um, he tries to make a point throughout his plan to say that we are going to do this in a practical way and the most least in the most efficient way possible. So he's only busing students that need to be bused, and he gives an entire list of numbers that show what students are going to go to which school. Um, he divides it by groups, and it's a two-year plan to create a unitary system within the parish. So that's the plan um, that is at issue with the Buckeye 3. And, and, and let me say this. When the plan was issued, mm-hmm. it wasn't all that controversial. Everybody had already gone through it in the other cities. Mm-hmm. They tried some things in, the, in Rapids Parish, but all, like Charles was doing at that time, all of them have done it. Yeah. So when the order came down, that was not even it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, and at this point, um, it was 79, like you said, there had probably been a lot of desegregation efforts at this point anyway. So really, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, the Buckeye 3, that's what, is that what got people riled up at the time when they, when, I guess it was the showdown between Lee and Scott, the state judge and the federal judge, butting heads, you yeah, know. Do you, do you need me to set that up or you got it? I think I can set it up, but I mean, if you want to fill in the holes, because... Okay, well, go ahead and try. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's important that you try. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, the Buckeye Three, like you had said, just these three little girls, um, I believe they're in middle school or maybe yeah, early high school they at were the 13, time. 14, 12, 13, 14. Yeah. Um, they were originally going to Buckeye School. Um, it was a neighborhood school. It was really close, and they were going to be bused to Jones Street High in, I think that was Alexandria, correct? Alexandria. Well, their parents didn't want them bust there. Um, and it would have been dots on the domino. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the parents took issue with it. Um, and Judge Richard Lee um, made the girls, and there could have been something in between this, so if I'm wrong, you can, you can fill in the blanks, but he made the girls wards of the state, and he ordered them to go... Sort of, yeah. ...to Buckeye. And he even had constables walking them to the school. At one point, he was walking them to the school. This, this a constable, constable, for those of you who are listening, is not the right word in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. The right word is they were state troopers with 357s attached to their side. Oh, wow. That's who. <laughs> yeah. Even though they said mm-hmm. constables or some, they tried to make it light. It was yeah. state troopers decked out in their blue with 357s. Mm-hmm. Escorting the girls. Yeah. Yes, escorting the girls into it. Yes. Yeah. It looks like Alabama and George Wallace. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which most of America knew as this busing issue, George Wallace. Right. George. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he was, um, had them, had the state troopers walking the girls into school. There were several occasions where the judge himself was walking the girls into school. Um, and then it just became this big showdown between. The judge was who? Uh, Richard Earl Lee. All right. Now, you can't make this stuff up. He can directly trace his lineage <laughs> to 
Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was made. Uh, that was made reference to in the PBS special on this, by the way, at the time. All right. Oh, wow. So let me. Yeah. Let me. Yeah. Let me. Let me try to fill in some gaps mm-hmm. here. When when the order went down, it was not controversial. Mm-hmm. Nobody really had knew about it. Uh, I, it was so bad that Forest Hill did not know what was going to happen to their school. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew. They just knew that they were litigating it. And here it comes. We're getting ready to be desegregated. And then, so so then what happens is he issues the order, and then the little girl's parents go to state court and have custody. Provisional custody by mandates. What this? What this thing is? Mm-hmm. Um, they 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 give custody to some friends and relatives. One, the, the girl, two of the girls went to her friends, and one of them went to a relative mm-hmm. that lived in what would be the Buckeye District. All right, it, that's what they did. Yeah. So they they got it done. They got a court. They got Judge Lee to sign it, mm-hmm. and they went to the school board, showed it to them. School board went and looked to make sure they really had moved there. Mm-hmm. And they go, yeah, that's right. And so they, they let the little girl start there. Yeah. Well, a, apparently a bus driver's how this all got started. He was dropping them off mm-hmm. at their house. One of them yeah. was getting dropped off at her house on like Thursday or Friday or something. <laughs> so she was home one weekend. <laughs> anyway, got, word got back to Judge Scott. Now, what is the number one rule you need to remember about federal judges? Don't make them mad. Do not make them mad. <laughs> <laughs> She's on her way. <laughs> Don't make them mad. No, they do. Don't make Even them mad. Even if their shirt's half on. Anyway. All right. So he he found out about it. Mm-hmm. There was no petition. There was no nothing. Okay. And he goes, the judge goes, no, no, you're going to mess up my plan. My plan. I, quote, am the big cheese here. Mm. That was in one of the hearings. <laughs> this is my plan. It's going to go the way I want. And this is a sham. No hearing. It's a sham. So he orders he orders the school to expel them so they can't go there. Well, the f- local judge, Lee, says, I'm ordering you <laughs> to accept them. Yeah. Take them. And he did. And so then they tried to stop it. And that's when they brought the cops in with 357s. Mags and they and then when they were pulled off, he got the judge gave a an injunction. An mm-hmm. Injunction is what? An injunction is um isn't that like a um I know preliminary injunction is something that takes place to hold the status quo of something while it's in litigation, right? Refrain or to call somebody to do something. Okay, gotcha. And is it in law or equity? Equity. Equity. Okay, so he he issues an equity order. Mm-hmm. Um to the state troopers office mm-hmm. do not allow your state troopers to escort these little girls into to Buckeye. Then the judge says, I'll just do it myself. Yeah. And he starts, starts, starts finding him a thousand dollars a day in the school, 500 a day mm-hmm. for each day. Those girls were there, which did get them into court. Yeah. It was expensive as I remember. 15,000 in a day. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, mine of Simon was not cheap. All right. Anyway, um, so that's where we are right there. Now, the interesting thing is, did you ever see anywhere in any, there were like seven cases here. Did you see any case where these kids or their parents were ever defendants or plaintiffs of this thing? I did not. They were not. 
Mm-hmm. They never were. That's significant. Why were they not? Do you ready for that already? Or do you, can you tell me why? I don't think so. That was a question I actually had that I wanted to talk to you about. The Brown versus Board of Education and its progeny specifically states that this is not an individual mandate. Ooh. That this is a de jure. It's a, it's a state matter. Mm-hmm. Only a state can be required under the Constitution to do something that's unconstitutional, that it would be considered unconstitutional. That's not something individuals can do. Mm-hmm. So the individuals have a right to move. Yeah. They have a right to have their kids be whoever they want to be. They have the right to stay where they are. They have a right to divorce. They have a right to marry. They have a right to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Without contacting the state. They don't have to ask. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what is the one thing that you know federal courts don't have jurisdiction over? Oh, I'm not sure. Um, Domestic divorce. Okay. You, yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of jurisdiction? That would be um, district. Subject matter. Subject. Okay. I'm stumping her to that. <laughs> subject matter jurisdiction. Yeah. Can you waive subject matter jurisdiction? No, you cannot. Can he claim subject matter jurisdiction? Uh, the federal judge? No. So he has taken a domestic matter. Oh, I see of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Found valid under Louisiana law. And this judge pulls it into federal court, mm-hmm. forces it. He takes that case, Laborde versus whatever it was, and they pulled it into federal court, which is a is not right. No, no. It's not allowed. Well, it wasn't that the at the crux of this whole thing was did the state have a right to um, determine the custody as opposed to the federal have a right to right. And the federal do the federals have a right to determine custody? Oh no. No. She knows that is a is yeah, an end. And so that's where I think the whole crux for us lay people. Right. So what should have happened there is these were individuals. Yeah. They're not state. Now they could say the state judge was participating in it in some way. Mm-hmm. But but they, but that they, 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 this was requiring individuals who got a valid under Louisiana law custody change. And that court, that judge acting as a dictator or a, a king said, or just take the tater off. Anyway. We're just, yeah, we're just going to go. <laughs> you see what I'm getting at? Yeah. So that okay. was the issue here. The issue was, the issue was that the, that the state court under state law had ruled that this was valid. Mm-hmm. The, it was investigated by a principal and the, in the, in the uh, school board. Yeah. said, no, yeah, no, you've done it. And, and so th- this judge pulled it. Mm-hmm. Now, w- could he pull it legally? We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then what happens, wh- where we are then is now they're in the school and the judge gets called into court. He's getting hit with a thousand dollars a day, which was a lot back yeah. then. A lot. And one other little interesting thing is that everybody was out on both sides. You've seen the videos mm-hmm. of, of, of protesting, making their voice heard, but nobody was donating to the defense fund, to the <laughs> lawyers <laughs> for these girls. So they were run out of money. Yeah. yeah. Quick. Okay. Sorry. Is there, is there more? <laughs> no. Um, I think that definitely covers it. That um, Yeah. I had no idea about him forcibly pulling it into federal court like that. Um, that really, that makes a lot of sense that that is really the crux of the issue, you know, taking... Because the, so the state court could have ruled that 
that transfer of custody wasn't valid, but they didn't. They ruled this is a legitimate transfer of custody. The girls have a right to go to Buckeye school. So that dispute has been settled. But because it was interfering with what the federal judge wanted, he got involved, which I guess goes back to what we said at the beginning, don't make a federal judge angry. angry. Because then you see, I guess, what you could call an abuse of power. I mean, right. or, yeah. You got it. That, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. What did I just do? I, had, I forget I got two computers here today. <laughs> um, all right. So let me, let me fill in a little couple, couple of things now. Um, this thing, this thing, I will tell you this, that over mm-hmm. time, um, the courts were getting tired of trying to get these things yeah. done, these desegregation things. And the, the, the first thing that, because of the uniqueness of the, um, of, of the um, Oak Rapids Parish being one, just only really one city, the rest of it's little towns. It, it, they were having trouble with it. Well, they, what they tried to do at first, their first attempt was say, look, you, we're going to have it. You can go to any school in the parish you want to go. Mm-hmm. If you're a Buckeye and you want to go to Sixth Street, you can go. If you're a Buckeye, you want to go to Forest Hill, you can go. And they tried that. Well, what do you think Birds of a Feather did? Flock together? Oh, very mm-hmm. good, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to Buckeye now. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> So you see, I'm getting that. Yeah, that way they said that it worked. So what was happening was these plans weren't causing integration, mm-hmm. and they didn't want again desegregating was easy. Yeah. You can't just have a white school. If a black person wants to go to Buckeye, you gotta let him go. Mm-hmm. Black person wants to go to Forest Hill, you gotta let him go. All right. Well, the then then the next thing is this: is that Judge Scott decided since the experts. Mm-hmm. could not come up with a plan that worked. He's the big cheese. He's going to do it. And he says, quote, you know what I'm going to do if I'm doing it because I'm going to do it right. Mm-hmm. So he becomes the executive branch. We're going to do it this way and you're going to do it this way. And he drew up this plan without the help of anybody. Mm-hmm. He did not consider anybody else's work. This we know from the from the hearings at the district court, the federal district court level. Mm-hmm. So he's not, he's, he's become king and he's starting to feel this power. Well, he drafts his plan. Sorry, shouldn't laugh. Oh, no, it's, if it wasn't until tragic. I, I, I was ignorant of this whole entire case until y'all brought it up and I did a little delve, very light delve into it. And I went, wow. And there were some other things I kind of got out of it too. It's very interesting. Well, you know, the, 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 the interesting thing about it is, is this, this, we talked about this usurping of judicial power from saying we're going to be the ones who ultimately decide what's constitutional, what's not under Marbury versus Madison, mm-hmm. all the way back to the early 1800s. And this, this idea that you can, um, you're, the, you're, the, you're the final arbitrar of what the law is. In Brown, they didn't rule it on equal protection. They ruled it on social science. And social science means the judge and smart people decide what the rest of trust the did. science. James. You trust got so, science. and this guy, even though he's appointed by Nixon, which again, I'm, you know, I'm not a Nixon fan at all, went to Amherst. You can just imagine what he learned at Amherst, right? So he comes back. Everybody thinks he's going to be conservative because he's from Louisiana. He's a Republican. No, he's been to Amherst and Tulane. 
He's not exactly conservative. Okay, now, so so you got to understand that this guy now has his what he thinks the big cheese thinks that he's made the perfect plan. He mm-hmm. called himself the big cheese. I know it's just <laughs> funny that he called himself the big cheese. It's yeah, very Louisiana. Yes, yeah, so mm-hmm. he's the big cheese. So he gets this thing done, and so now. He's a Tulane lawyer, then an LSU lawyer all get together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, a little rivalry there. Here yeah, we go. And a little bit of school rivalry. Exactly. You can say what you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get together and they go, this is no hill for a stepper. We're going we're gonna to just transfer custody because it says whoever is a residence, they look up what residence. If you have custody of a child, that, that, that child becomes a resident of that. All yeah. according to Louisiana law. If you want to, if you want to challenge it, you have to challenge that state law. It's federal courts do not get involved in domestic matters. Mm-hmm. All right. He found out about it. The judge, the big cheese, he found out about it, and he it, he says, "Don't do it." So we go through all of that. Well, the the thing is this: in the court of appeal opinions, the, the court of appeal went to the Fifth Circuit. Mm-hmm. And because the judge took that custody matter and made it federal, yeah. now those little girls are in federal court, not, not really as litigants, mm-hmm. but as this pendant case that he just pulled in really without any procedure to do so. He said he used the removal statutes mm-hmm. to remove a domestic case. Well, Mina Simone is one of the best lawyers that's ever graced the profession in louisiana the guy was brilliant feared mm-hmm. and he goes i don't think so and he points it out to him you don't have jurisdiction here did you see that in the opinion anywhere Mm-mm. no he just didn't mention it yeah now where did where that have say we seen that recently anyway sorry well that's the point so what's happening is is once they once they didn't rely on the constitution to create all right they could create desegregation with Equal protection. I have the equal right to go there that you do. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to just desegregate it, then it's easy. But if you want to integrate it, force it to have certain numbers, now you're into social engineering. Mm-hmm. Where in the Constitution is social engineering? It's not in there. Not that I've ever seen. That's how Roe v. Wade happens. It's not in there. Oh, well, we'll just say, well, right to search and seizures means privacy. You have privacy. That means I have private what I do to the kid in my body. So, so the the, the issue that's being argued that's not in the opinion mm-hmm. that when you the people that were there, evidence was put on that it was legal under Louisiana law that this is what was done. This was the evidence that was shown to the judge to get the provisional custody. This is the evidence that they are living there, and it was all put on. Every bit of it was put on into evidence. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's important. I know I'm. I know I'm going out of the way again, but you guys got to hang tight. No, you, you've. I'm. For me, this is fascinating. Oh yeah. I realized something about something that was said during one of the exchanges. Is that uh, the state? You know, you can move anywhere you want. You yes. Don't have to check with the state. That's a constitutional right to move where you want. And you have authority under Louisiana law to do a provisional custody by mandate. That's all 
That was fascinating mm-hmm. to me. That there before right. it ever happened. Mm-hmm. And again, it's one of the basic things I would I asked the question back because I know Victoria knows this. Co- federal courts simply do not have subject matter jurisdiction to hear custody matters. Not only that, not only that, if they do hear it, it's void. Mm-hmm. In other words, if it turns out they were doing something that subject, yeah. they were hearing something, they don't have subject matter jurisdiction. They can, you can waive personal jurisdiction. I personally don't mind you doing my divorce case here. Oh, but I can't hear your divorce case mm-hmm. because federal light leaves that to the states. So that's absolutely unequivocal. All right. But, th- but what happens is um, he tries the case and in the. In, in the minutes, because again, there's no, he just ordered all this stuff. He really, truly, he was acting as a, as a, mm-hmm. as a king. All right. He, he says that he, he, he said that they didn't put any evidence on it. Simon says, let's go to page 33 of the transcript. Gives them the number. Yeah. Go there. And they put in all kinds of evidence that this wasn't sham. Mm-hmm. And besides that, it should have been under Louisiana law. But let's suppose that we're going to let you do this, Judge. We're going to let you. We're going to change the law, federal law, procedure law, and allow you to have subject matter jurisdiction over a custody matter. Um, they, they, we said we put it on. We put on evidence. And it says that, so here's, a, here's what the second, I mean, the Fifth Circuit said, and they had to have gotten it from Judge Scott. They're the big cheese. The big cheese. <laughs> there is absolutely no ground suggested to us or discernible in the record on which we could find clearly erroneous the district court's conclusion these custody transfers were a sham intended to avoid the effect of desegregation. It's false. There's all kind of record in there. They never considered it. In fact, the prosecution, the state lied and said they put some on and they did not. And that made it into this opinion. Okay. So mm-hmm. what's going on here, guys, is mm-hmm. social engineering. That's what's going on here. The, 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 the federal court does not consider law to rule here. They're, they're ruling on equity. Mm-hmm. They're making a decision not based on the rule of law. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm getting at? I see what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so this judge goes off um, and um, what's these? I mean, I'm assuming that the Supreme Court would be the, the authority that would strike something like this down, right? Yes. And Minus said he wasn't doing it free. They didn't have the money. I don't know that the Supreme, what the Supreme Court would have done at the time. Was Warren still in at that time? Who was, or was Berger? Who, no, yeah, Warren would have been in still. Mm-hmm. So we had a very liberal, that judge is called the Warren Court. Oh, yeah. That's where all of that stuff was passed. All right, so, so the important thing is this, I mean, to, 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 that, I, that, I'm, that I want to summarize, is that he, they never had jurisdiction in the first place. The federal court yeah. should not have had it, that they usurped state authority. But what really you got a picture now is that this Fifth Circuit is reading the papers like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And they see judges, a judge who's trying to be king and people knocking his hat off, mm-hmm. embarrassing him because he's wrong. Mm-hmm. He is wrong. And now, so Forest Hill raises some objections about how their students are going to be going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And you know what he does? And then he, he shut amend- down. Huh? I thought he shut down. He amends that order you read. Yeah. And shut that school down. Wow. A judge, a federal judge told Louisiana, you can't have a school in Forest Hill, Louisiana. A federal district judge appointed, not elected. And they let that stand. Y- yes. Well, 
Yes and no. Okay. All right. Let's go to, you know, the interlocutory judgments we talked about. They said, we don't know that you put enough effort into deciding whether to close Forest Hill. So mm-hmm. go back and decide again. Yeah. <laughs> so it goes right back to the same judge. Mm-hmm. You know, you know but, but that judge decided that three little girls couldn't go to the school that yeah. they were growing up in. They've grown up in that they were successful and they were happy in. And he because decides skin color. Huh? Correct. Only on that. Yeah. Now, if you go on individual rights, nobody's talking about that. You hear that? Do you hear you don't hear any black kids going, I want my right to have these three little girls in my class with me. You don't see that. What about their what about their right to waive it? I waive my right to have those three girls sit here. You can let them go to the other school. What I'll guarantee you that everybody in that high in that school and Alexander would have said, no, why are you having to make them come here? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They no. talk funny in book eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, this is, you know, like we think all this stuff has just started, this kind of shenanigans, but they've been going on for a long time. Oh, they have. They have. And, and but but I want to say this, that, mm-hmm. that I, a couple of things that I, that I want to say. We're, we're finishing kind of early, but there's still a lot to talk about if we want to. In fact, we can oh, yeah. talk about what you did, yeah, but I want right. to, let's get the legal stuff. Um, I do have a question for you at some point when you finish your thought about how he could have gone about it in the proper way. Yeah, let's do that. What I think, how we should have handled it? Yes. Yeah. Um, here, here is the, the thing that mm-hmm. is bone chilling to me. Yeah. Um, this is the, the federal Fifth Circuit upholding the big cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Several important lessons may be learned from the course of this litigation to the present. One is that resistant will resistance will be perpetually fruitless. The remedies afforded by the law to those who feel aggrieved by their burden under a desegregation plan are a request for reconsideration. Go back to the big cheese by the district court and appeal it if it's refused. And they just got it refused. But it says defiance is the worst possible course for the second lesson is that such efforts, along with more subtle attempts to thwart the progress of desegregation, desegregation only prolong the process. They just threatened us. That federal court just said, shut up and do as I say. That's what they just said. And that is heresy. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. We are to resist when we get illegal orders. Now, and I say peacefully. Yeah, it's in the Constitution. Isn't it? It's in the Constitution. It's free speech. And we have the right under federalistic principles, federal principles, not 10th Amendment, to do these things, run Louisiana the way we run, with, run it. You just made a, a, a ruling on residency. We said under, under Louisiana law, residency, what's, what's the law? We made that decision. You don't have subject matter jurisdiction. You hear that? And what do they say? Resistance is futile. Okay, and the lesson that I want—I've I've kind of had this with with you before on the on the uh, Newbold case. Mm-hmm. They did not follow the law. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. That court did not follow the law. They didn't like our case because they thought fishermen should be driving their boats slow. I don't care. That's not the law. The law is it was on the banks of a navigable river. It's covered by federal law. Period. And they didn't follow. But that doesn't mean you quit. Okay, yeah. and I'm hoping that I can go right to this. But um, 
um, he, he, the, the, you know what he calls this this chapter? Montecimo. This is Montecimo's book. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. He says uh, he he calls it um, the Emperor in Black Robes. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. And this is what I would emphasize to you that the, you're that this was just like Lynn said. Mm-hmm. Justice Chase was doing things like this. Oh yeah. You could we didn't impeach him. We failed. Mm-hmm. Three Republicans, Democrat Republicans, wouldn't go with them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we have activist judges out there doing things right now to to Trump. But it's been going on. It's going on. In yeah, a long time. 1981. And you you almost need to to take to take this and put it on a piece of paper when you're a lawyer and read this up or down because I mm-hmm. did. It says the true. This is this is gonna make me tear up. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, James is tearing up. <laughs> Just so you know. The true trial lawyer is a foot soldier in the juridical battlefield of social and political warfare. He is the catalytic agent at work and in battle, taking on all comers, including government, in the quest of making the promise of democracy a reality. His is a destiny of triumph and failure, of hope and despair, of frustration and exhilaration. Struggle is constant. His hope is eternal. I truly believe that without a him, a democracy would become an autocracy and human liberty, but an attractive illusion. You got to keep fighting the fight, even yeah. though this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. It happened to us in New Bowl. Oh, yeah. You see me get upset. You just got to go, you know, it sucks. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we did the right thing. Yeah. We went after it. We, we, we told them what the law was and they didn't like our case and they just say no. Mm-hmm. But the judges are activists out there. Now. And that's why when we went over last week, we went over. The um, the Floyd uh, litigation in yeah. Georgia. I told you what that they're going to quash it. Yeah, they're going to quash those subpoenas, not because they should. They have every right to do to get those th- those records. Mm-hmm. But these judges are activists. But that doesn't mean you don't stop. And I think that Floyd's attorney did a really good job, and now he's exposed them for what they are: mm-hmm. activist judges. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I could say this that the worst. Legal opinion in history of the world is Marbury versus. <laughs> he sits there and says, we don't have subject matter jurisdiction. Yeah. And then rules even without subject matter jurisdiction. And we are paying that price today. Now, where did this go? We, we, this is where the roundtable kind of will start. That sets it all up. Basically, mm-hmm. basically the, Fed, the Fifth Circuit upheld Judge Scott. He upheld the, even the right to. To give them contempt of court when they weren't in court. Yeah. Oh, you mean like when you're not at a protest, but they put you in jail for it? Yes, that's it. They weren't. Those girls were not in court. He put them there, and he was trying to try to hold the the. They, they, this was a a judge just going crazy. I, you know what? You want to tell me that you don't like who's going to Force Hill? I'll just shut you down, and he shuts them down. This guy does this. Well, the long short of it is the girls run out. Of, well, they don't really completely run out of money. They end up what they call hickory or what they get some kind of hickory nut, some kind of hickory grove. Maybe mm-hmm. they end up right. going to a little private school there. Now, the interesting thing was, it, did you read about what happened with when they fought, shut down Forest uh, Hill? No, I did not. You don't know what happened. Mm-mm. The um, the uh, principal there goes well. They're shutting it down. I got to go. And he puts the key on his desk 
leaves it unlocked and walks out. Wow. And, they go, they, and the parents go in and I'll start holding school in the school without, <laughs> without yes. and that judge gets livid livid that they were doing that what, what did he do about it well, he sends in cops takes the keys and tells them we're going to get you for trespassing and makes them to, and they shut that school down wow. that judge was wild all right he and we know we talked about the kplc case which would maybe be fun to talk about too sometime mm-hmm. to see what an activist judge like this can do. Um, um, anyway, so the the girls, the one other thing he did, he's negotiating with him like he's a litigant. He goes, "All right, girls, parents of girls, we'll say girls. All right, girls, you went to Buckeye for a whole semester, less a week before I found out you were going against the big cheese." And he's not saying, "But I'll make a deal with you, a judge." Is saying this, I'm going to make a deal with you. If you will go to 6th Street, like we say, if you bow down to to your sente, um, if you'll do that, we'll let you have your transcript. But if you go to a private school, we will not give you your transcript. You'll never have that transcript because you went illegally and we're not going to let you have it. And that's the only thing that the Fifth Circuit overturned. Said, no, they have a right to go to a private school. You can't. You can't force mm-hmm. them into a public school. And so that's the only thing they want. And that's a big win, really. Yeah. Because they were trying to force them into a, a public school, force them to go to a public school. And that and that so the, so that is why when you see that opinion that you read says reversed, mm-hmm. that's what's reversed. They, they had to give yeah. them their grades. Mm-hmm. But that judge had the temerity to go. I mean, the, the force of weapons. To shut down a public school. Yeah. And, and it's killed these towns. It's killed them. So now we're in the round table thing. Uh, they, oh, but they went. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, something I saw, there's, you know how it works. You have a whole lot of elementary schools. Yeah. Then you have fewer junior high. And then you have fewer high schools. Mm-hmm. One of those girls, once she's out of junior high, was back in Buckeye's district. So the next year, she was right back. <laughs> she just had to go to Hickory Nut for. Hickory Grove or whatever it was mm-hmm. for one year or half a year. Okay, and but Buckeye did reopen. But yeah, Buckeye didn't close; just Forest Hill. Oh, okay, okay. If if, if one of those girls, was, in fact, the one who represented Mount Simon who lived on the other side of the street, they would have. I think they would have been in the in the district. Uh, wow, it was that close. That's but, that's why, for me, the public education system, that's its big flaw. Well, they got, yes, that's the, the big flaw is that people who think they're smart, John Dewey was one of big, big in doing this, is that we are the intelligent people. Uh, send us your kids. We'll take care of it. We, bye. Get out of here. Bye. We don't need you. So what is the next thing you hear? Well, you're going to have to take special needs kids in because you know what? The reason about Board of Education, their main holding was that black kids felt inferior because they didn't get to go to the white school. Well, now the. Special needs kids get to go. Okay. Now they get to go to a regular high school. That's okay. But then you got to take people who flunk and keep them in like a daycare until they get old enough. They don't have to go anymore. And then you can't, you've got now in Texas, they apparently have to take homeless people. And it's all because of this type of a case, this judicial activism where we're smarter than you are. Therefore, you must take them. You must take 
all students. You must take them good or bad. You don't get to choose. And yeah, and I mean, essentially, I don't think people, well, maybe they do understand, but these smart people don't really understand what one student, disruptive student can do to a whole classroom and how all their educational needs are then thwarted. And they don't understand that. I think that's why Ritalin is overprescribed in these situations. Also, I think they don't look at individuals. They look at how do we, you know, this is a system that was used to make good uh, factory workers. I don't know that that's the system we need now. We never needed it. I, I, I agree with you. I would, you know, like you said, all right, this is you know, why do we even need the taxes? Why can't people, we just don't have those educational taxes at all. And then I have extra money and I can, then there's a competition for my student to mm -hmm. go to school. You know, that, that's, you know, the voucher system is kind of an attempt to that, but it's, it's also to me, why the hell just not charge people for the education now? And, you know, because you get all these abuses. And pretty soon we're, you know, we have administrators who are making 450000 a year in some school district public. And the, the, that system perpetuates more administrators, not more teachers. Well, well, not only that, I mean, the administrators, I'm not even going to, I used to say they were unnecessary. Yeah. The way they are. Who's going <laughs> to comply with all these federal laws? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have them. You got to have them. Yeah, and, and you know, this, you know, being a guy who likes uh, his pistols and stuff, uh, 2A all the way, baby. Anyway, uh, they, uh, it struck me when he said, you don't have to tell people you move. You have freedom of movement sure. within the country. And I've always wondered about why 2A guys get so upset about the ATF having a list of who has a gun and where, how many. Yeah. And then I said, oh, now I get it. It's the same thing. I have the freedom and the right to purchase a weapon, but I don't have to tell the government, although there is a background check. People say there isn't a background check. Well, there's a background check every time you do anything. Um, and even, you know, what they call ghost guns uh, are not, they're just people who have a hobby and they like to build a gun, you know, and it's mm -hmm. fun. Anyway, uh, that to me, all that is about. I, I try to build a podcast. <laughs> yeah, we we didn't have to do, tell the government we were going to do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> They're listening, obviously, but yeah, yeah. Well, you know the the the, the um, I get you. Um, what kind of sicko will go to a twelve, thirteen, fourteen year old girl, three girls, and who are very happy, very successful, and say, you know, you're getting ready to go inner city. I know you've been reared out here in the country. You know, I know you got to feed your horses before you go to school. I know you got to do this and you got to, but you know, we're going to, we, you don't get to do that. Yeah. You're going to go to an inner city school and you're going to like it because of your skin color. You are a tyrant at that point. You're, you're, you're a horrible human being. And I've never, he's dead. So I can say it. Um, he, he, Shut down someone's high school. Can you imagine? Mm. You know, you think about it, they get that news in the middle of the year. This is the last year you have. 
in your high school. Um, I, um, I can't emphasize enough to you how wrong that was. Now, tell me what the PBS said about it. Uh, they were, of course, um, the, the lawyers they were on really spelled it out pretty clearly for me. I mean, the, the commentator, she was like, and I'm, ladies and gentlemen, I watched a PBS special from the 80s. Uh, on this because How the hairdos they were in man <laughs> i i grew up then why the heck do we want to go back oh my gosh i was in college then i can't believe man, that's man, how man, I know that, that hair was something yeah, it was poofy baby uh, anyway she was saying you know obviously they're trying to thwart the law it's kind of her attitude thinking those lawyers mm-hmm. were no thinking that the people who reassigned their custody to other children. Okay. And the state then took custody of the children at one point after that. They didn't take them into their custody. I thought that's the way they were talking on that. No, no. What they're saying is they, 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 they made, they, they canceled that provisional custody by mandate men back with the children, their parents. Oh, that's what they, that's how she couched it. Yeah. She's it. She needs to fix her hair. Yeah, well, uh, maybe she has by now. Uh, but, you know, that's, you know, and so I knew that's where they were going to go, that this is, we need integration. You know, but. That, listen, the word war. We need freedom. The word thwart. You said it, not really thinking it through. They didn't try to thwart anything. They, they tried to say, how do we comply with this order? So our kids can go to a school we want them to go to. Would they said you couldn't move? If the parents would have said, I'm moving to that district, would that be considered thwarting it? And the, the president-elect of the state Louisiana Bar Association made that point. If you got a divorce and he went with the parent who moved to that district, they can't. That, is that? that? And that's what he said. He said, this isn't that, you know, because she was she was kind of setting it up as, well, these parents are just trying to get around integration they don't want their kids to be with black people my kids would not have gone to sixth street they had homeschooled they would have gone to hickory nut <laughs> they would have done something they wouldn't have gone there because i want them to learn and nothing to do with the race it's, it's, but you know good and well it would be uncomfortable you know no and besides that you move to buckeye because you want to go to buckeye you you want to be a buckeye or you what do you call a person? Is it a Buccarianian? A buccaneer, maybe. That's a, a buccaneer. fun thing. <laughs> Pirate. That's just clever. I mean, that's pretty. <laughs> what do you call someone from Buckeye? Bucky. Uh, <laughs> Bucky's. Bucky. Uh, Bucky's. Anyway, <laughs> we won't get into that right now. But anyway, I. It's 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 what they're doing is their social engineering. Mm-hmm. It's it is definitely communism, and, and, and I know people don't want to hear over and over. Well, Glenn does it. But I want you to think <laughs> about this. The minute you start saying, "I know you're thriving at this school, mm-hmm. but I got to bring you down for equality because we want equality, and we got to bring you down." Not equality of opportunity, equality, 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 right? And so, I think if you ask me what should have, didn't you ask that? What what I think they should have done? I do believe under equal protection that blacks had a white. To the right to go to wherever they want to go. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely have that right. So if I live at College Oaks and a guy from North Lake Charles wants to come to my school, I think he should be able to come. He should have the equal right to go there that I do. Same tax dollars, should be able to come there. That was the solution. Now, the problem is the birds of feather. Huh? Yeah. 
they, they, they wouldn't do it. They would stay. But they, that's, that is integration. That's social engineering. Desegregation is constitutional. And, and I, I, because it's about freedom. You know, if, right. So if they wanted to do the right thing, they would have said, we're going to go on a protection clause and say, you can't keep this black kid from going to college jokes. He gets to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he could be right next to Big Mac. You know, maybe he could go there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, so that's what I think the solution is. You, you quit being a prejudice. You quit, you quit having a, a two systems. You say, we're going to have one system. But you know what? Here's the local schools. Here they are. You know, but you're good at football. You might want to go to Lake Charles High. You're good at baseball. You might want to go to bar. Or you might just want to do ad- academics and you'll go wherever. This mm-hmm. teacher's got a really, there's a really good biology. Tanny's teaching there. Let's go there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go there because I. that's everybody. Yeah. Going. So that's more of like when you're picking be. your university, like, yeah. oh, I like this program at tech. I'm going to go to tech or I like this program here. That kind of same system for public schools. Yes. Mm-hmm. That makes that's sense. what they did. Mm-hmm. They just go where you want. Yeah. Just yeah. wrap these parents go anywhere you want. Yeah. That's what the Brown versus Board of Education really did, right? I mean, they, they said, yeah, if you want to go to a school, you can if you live there, right? Well, this progeny certainly doesn't say that. Progeny says it's got to be integrated. We're looking at results. We're looking at where did they go, and that's where he goes. And, and and I will tell you this: if I were a federal judge, I would have got tired of it. Yeah. Because you're going like crap. Because that thing went up about eight, ten times. The last time, the last one mm-hmm. I saw, it was like three paragraphs long. So look, I don't want to go through all this again. You go through the facts of the other cases, but look, we're talking about administrators here. You don't have to count black and white administrators. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or something to that effect. But it's all this. You see what I'm getting at? It's the, yeah. John, it's the it's the Dewey thing. What was his name? The Dewey was it John? That's what you said. I think yeah. The one who did the Dewey Decimal System. Yeah. <laughs> and he should have been shot for that as well. Well, helicopter. Oh <laughs> goodness. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you, you think asked the me the Dewey Decimal Systems comments. You know, it's re- it's always yeah. I know it's what I say. Yeah. You, here's the thing. It's really easy to guess. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say okay. What makes me the freest? And if I were black, what makes me the freest? The freest thing is I can go, I can go to Dubak if I want. They have a good welding program there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I want to go to Dubak. You know, that's. I think that if I lived in um, Hainesville, I would have gone to Summerfield or someplace different. You know, I don't know that I would have gone there. I wasn't into football. Mm-hmm. I've been into football. That's where I wanted to go. Um, I, I. Um, that's my answer to it. Yeah. That's my solution to it. And it's constitutional. Mm-hmm. It fits. You have to force what they're doing. We got to have so we got to have equal number of blacks proportionate. And they never did get it. Yeah. Even, even force failed. Yeah, it failed because you're going to move. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they made Lagrange of, of very, very integrated. Everybody moved. Now it's completely black school. I, I, I'm not. It's birds of a feather. You really just can't stop people. You can't, you can't social engineer people. It mm-hmm. fails. But I want to say my big thing is I want you to know as a, as a future lawyer, you're in the most wonderful profession. Whether people like you or not, that's not yeah. important. And you are going to lose to these activist judges. You're going to lose to judges who just make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But you're going to win too. Yeah. And, and those wins are nice. You get elated and, and it feels good to, to, to get it. I um I, I will tell you tell the listeners that that Norman Scott is not an, an outlier. 
that federal judges are appointed. They're appointed for life. Ask Justice Tate, Chase, if you ever make it to have ever laughed ever after you're on his side. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, they're out there. They've mm-hmm. been there. We we're showing that. And what I what I want the listeners to understand is that when you see these activist judges, don't go, oh man, this is new. The world's killing us. It's changing. No. Get out there and exercise your right to free speech and let's get voting back right and let's get those J6ers out of jail because mm-hmm. um, that's activist judges that put them in there. And um, you got you to gotta keep fighting. And, and, I, and I can't emphasize enough that means we have got to have free speech and you don't have free speech if you don't exercise it. So did they exercise free speech in a video, PBS video? Was that Louisiana, the state we're in? Yes. I remember her, blonde. Yeah. I remember her. Big, poofy hair. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite a beehive. No, I remember her. <laughs> Louisiana, the, the state, state we're in. in. That, wait, that was, that was the tagline? Oh, that's, 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 <laughs> that's, the, that's the show. I made fun of that um, for 100,000 years. That's not like a joke, a parody thing? No, we, no. no. Oh, that's awful. So Louisiana, the state we're in. That's, in fact, that is a it's fact. It's still running, by the way. <laughs> oh, my they goodness. They still have it. My wife and I have made that fun of that for years. That's wow. The state we're in. Yep. <laughs> we are in a state. Yeah. Gold star. Good job. <laughs> Duh. Anyway. Well, what do you have to say about it? Yeah, I mean, oh, I do remember my question from earlier. So um, he created this order, um, you know, redrew the districts, and he brought the case, which was a domestic matter, into federal court. And I don't know about Louisiana custody custody law, but could the judge have filed his own suit against those families in state court for, well, no, I mean, could he have taken it up in state court? The answer to your question is, is I absolutely mm-hmm. can come up with no mm-hmm. valid way he could have gotten a custody matter into federal court. I can't come yeah. up with it. Minus Simone couldn't come up with it. Apparently, mm-hmm. the president of the Bar Association on the state we're in yeah. said the same thing. So, I'm, I'm in good company. President mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, good company. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you don't have subject matter jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. She's not going to miss that on the bar. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not after working not here. Not now, baby. Louisiana, the state <laughs> that will be yeah. And she's going to know the other law and equity. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to write, Louisiana, the state we're in. <laughs> this is why. A plus. <laughs> the answer to that is that, all right, mm-hmm. what could he have done? What he, what he, I think what he was trying to say, mm-hmm. but he was too angry. He yeah. He used the big cheese. You, mm-hmm. he, he, you knocked off the crown. What I think he should have said was that I, I, I have no control over the Buckeye three. Yeah. I don't have jurisdiction over that. It's a it's a it's a state matter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then what they he could have done was to change his order, and he did. You yeah. know he changed it to what? <laughs> your residency your residency was set on the date I issued the order, and you could not change it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you can't move, James. You are in Buckeye forever, mm-hmm. but you're going to. Your kids are going to go to the Sixth Street. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's what he did. Okay. Think about that. How much of a king he thinks he is. I think what he could have done, if he, if, what he's really trying to argue, let's get what he's, what's he really trying to say. Yeah. 
uh, he's I think he's trying to say that that Louisiana judge mm-hmm. was discriminating, that he was the one thwarting the intent of the plan. Yeah. And so that that by him granting that judgment, um, it was a sham mm-hmm. and that he that and so that he could he have brought that judge in. You see, I don't see how you can have contempt of court when you weren't even a defendant in this thing. Yeah. If he went to this, if he went to the school superintendent and said, "Now you've been discriminated," mm-hmm. that he has jurisdiction. Okay. Period. Mm-hmm. But how does he have jurisdiction over those three girls? Yeah. So really, he just had no none. Gotcha. He had no jurisdiction over them. It's so obvious to mm-hmm. a lawyer. And really, I think the people got it. Whether, whether did they interview these people listening today? I mean, did the people that were being interviewed, or were they just, ah, we don't like that judge? Um, it was a high-end discussion with two lawyers okay. and the moderator who did understand the issues, uh, not the law. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you see how obvious that you can't, you can't get around the fact that he did not have jurisdiction mm-hmm. over those girls. Yeah. Louisiana has sole jurisdiction over custody matters, period, over and out. If there's a sham, that has to be fe- it has to be done in state court. Mm-hmm. That's okay. where it has to be done. Yeah. And how can you have a sham custody by mandate when everybody signed it? Yeah. You go in there and you open up the rules of procedure and you go, okay, I got to do this, 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 and this. You do all four of those thises mm-hmm. and you custody. I've done custody by mandate, but yeah. you know what? They don't accept for, they don't, they'll accept them for purposes of doctors and stuff yeah. like that, but you can't use it to get into a school district to this day because of this jerkazoid right there. Wow, that's right, mm-hmm. that's right. Mm-hmm. I've tried it. Yeah. I've tried it. I've had people say, "Look, do custody by mandate when he's in this district?" Uh, no, James, not working. Not for schools. Mm. Anything else, but not school. Right now, that's not in our constitution. That's not no. in our laws. Nowhere. That's that is. Judge Norman Scott's rule, and and everybody's afraid That's to go against pressing, it. Right? Everybody's afraid to go against it. Yeah. Now, Russ is taking care of it. We have two things. We have you can go where you want to go in any school in Louise in in Ruston, but we only have one type of. We only have one junior high and one high, and so everybody's mixed into those two. If you yeah. don't, unless you want to go to private, all private. Yeah. So so the answer is I really don't think he had a way. Yeah, I think he's just an activist judge, mm-hmm. and so he just did it. Yeah, he just did it. And what was crazy to me was because so you know I I told you I did a lot of research on the lawsuit Louisiana public universities were involved in it to integrate their schools. And what's crazy about that is they had and I had to read through most of it like a two hundred page plan about the best way to integrate. They brought oh, in a spe- the paper. Yeah, they brought in a specialist. It was this giant thing, and this judge creates like what like a 13 page thing of this is exactly how we're going to do it so it's just but and like you said integration is a social science there's so much that goes into it to make it successful and to do it in a way that's legal that to have one person who's just going to sit there and say oh this is the best way just it's not it's not going to be effective i'm an emperor in a black yeah you have to bring in like it's this a lot more than that you know to make it successful and to actually do it in a legal way and even then that plan several parts of it were scrapped by different universities because it just either wasn't practical or, you know, it just didn't end up working out. So, you know, it's, it's just, yeah, you can't expect to be one person and fix all of those issues. You know, the law is not set up for social engineering. Mm -hmm. 
and and equity rules are very tough. Yeah. And there's a reason for that is because the government's just not really good mm-hmm. at that. And yeah. So you have to prove a permanent injury. Things like that to yeah. get into equity. You can't. You, equity courts are are saying, okay, even though we have not made a law on this, Glenn can't go near his wife again. Mm-hmm. That's equity. Yeah. They have some reason that, they, and it has to be good. Mm-hmm. And in those, if you ever been to one of those hearings, if you had, I need to take you to one. The judges are very, very reluctant to grant. Yeah. Um, and, but this judge just goes, well, we'll just shut you down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> erase. <laughs> We're going to erase. Force, force Hill. We're erasing you now. Bye. Mm-hmm. Anybody else want to talk about my judgment today? Yeah. I got my racer here. You, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you want to integrate schools, you need the help of the school. You don't want to make them jaded and wanting to go against you. Like, that's just, I don't think you went about it in the right it's way. It's failed. Yeah. Every, desegregation would have worked. Integration has failed. It has totally and completely failed. Uh, I, I don't know what else to say. Look, well, look, at the, look at the schools. Inner city schools are dead. They didn't used to be like that. They actually were doing quite well. Yeah. And then this mandate came down from high and, you know, it just killed them. It killed. That's what's killed the inner city schools, not not the people in the inner city. It's the government. That's done it. And, and the point I make is once you start mm-hmm. down that slippery slope, which they, we again, we started down it pretty soon after we became a country. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've been heading that direction. Once you start down that slippery slope and you have this federal judge who thinks he's the emperor. And now they're telling us again. We, you know, Steve Lee, you don't know this, but he sent a in his school that his in his district. I don't think it, I don't think I don't know if it's one his wife's at or not. Mm-hmm. But in they they the social engineers have said that if a homeless student, a person who has no address, can show up any day anywhere. So if he's on Tuesday here, you got to take. And if he decides next Wednesday he's going to go to another school, they got to take it. And you can't send them away. That's social engineering. Now, that's disruptive. Marty's sitting here today. Hi, Marty. How you doing? What's up? Right? Doesn't do any homework. He probably gets a free lunch. And then now he goes off to the next school. And he's now interrupted another school. And they have to paperwork of that in. Uh, and then they have – and then the other thing is this uh, can't kick out bullies. You know who they are? Oh wow, really? Yeah. No, you can't. And um, as someone who was bullied quite a bit um, in his younger years, the uh, it's you can't kick out someone you know. You know, everyone knows is bullying, and when I mean bullying these days, it's like horrible. Well, this one had brass knuckles. Mm-hmm. Now in my day. I can promise you that we would have, there wouldn't have been a teacher who had to get involved. Mm-hmm. If we saw somebody with brass knuckles hit somebody else, we'd have tackled him and beat the crap out of him. But nowadays, now those people who tackled and beat the crap out of him will go to jail. They'll go to the jail. Guy with a brass knuckle. Yeah. They'll go to jail. And brass knuckles, by the way, if you're carrying them, uh, the police will call that a weapon and you, you'll be carrying a concealed weapon without a license. Wow. <laughs> but the point I'm making is that, that what they'll say is always games. Well, you know, you ever seen that movie Walking? No, not Walking Tall. Um, what was that movie? It was a black guy that went into an inner city school in New York and cleaned it up. Yeah. 
it's he was a that's a true story. It's mm-hmm. true story, and the true story is really cool. But one of the things he was trying to do is get the, the lean one, on me, lean on me, and he was trying to get, and this has truly happened. He was trying to get the degenerates, drug dealers, and all that out. He was trying to expel them, and they came at him like you wouldn't believe. And he said, I need to get rid of these people. They're not letting me teach these children. He also locked, because they come in the back doors. Yeah. And he locked the doors, and then the fire department said, you can't do that. And might have been true, but mm-hmm. he says, then get me something that will lock this door, because they didn't have enough money to get self-locking doors. Things like that. He was trying to just... Fix the problem of the spirit of the school, which he did do, by the way. Yeah, he cleaned it up. Mm-hmm. But he ended up getting, I think they finally dismissed him, didn't they? Or did he get, he get to stay? In the movie, he, got, he stayed. The movie. Well, no, he did He did get to stay. And because he became, because all of a sudden the test scores went way yeah. up. Yeah. Everybody up. started going to college in this school that was just a mess. Well, could you imagine you know, how hard you have to work here? And I know you do. She works very hard. Could you imagine? If there were somebody in the in the in the in Maddie's spot mm-hmm. that is playing music loud, you know, throwing paper wads mm-hmm. into your room, um, coming in there and pulling your hair, whatever, yeah, you, you wouldn't get any work done. No, and like, that's the thing. Like, if you know, school's not for everybody. Some people don't do well in that environment, but everybody who you know is going to work hard. That's the people I like to be with in school. When I was in public school, and that's why I did all of the honors and AP classes when I could because wh- wherever you come from, everybody in there was there to work. And it was right. such a better, it was a better and more improved environment. Nobody because Nobody wanted to go to direction. Doc said that the other day. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have wanted to be in Congress. He had no desire to get yeah. this extra learning, but he liked the extra, you know, it was safer. It was quieter. I could fo- was, you focus, you know? Yeah. You mm-hmm. could, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, uh, as a dyslexic, Full disclosure, uh, I've had a lot of counselors tell me over the years that you're not really, Glenn, you're just going to be able to dig ditches. Yeah. They were right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's the whole, the whole thing is, is yeah. I think that, that, that these, this type of case, big thing is that, that, I, that, that I'm trying to make a point on is that to let everybody know it's been going on forever. Yeah. That that you can cuss and talk and bad about lawyers, but let me tell you why lawyers have a bad day. Because the deep state hates us. Period. Yeah, that could that the government hates us. I think that might have well, okay, I'll say it has merit uh what you just said. I wouldn't have thought that before because part of my job in my former life was when we got sued, I'd take up all the you know forming up the evidence and getting all that together and making sure. And also I had to make sure that I don't know how many times we had video of the exact opposite happening that got lost and stuff like that, you know? So, well, I mean, there's no question that, that um, I had a bad view of lawyers that there's there. I will tell you this, that a lot of people don't accept. I'm sure you've recognized it by now. Hardly anybody does medical malpractice. Yeah. That is any any exaggerations about there being a million medical malpractice cases filed out there is, is false. Just false. Mm-hmm. That's it's just fake news, James. Is, yes, it's false. Uh, the the car accident business is really a business now. 
those mm-hmm. those advertisers have that. They've got deals cut with the insurance companies, and they tried to cut one with us the other day. It was kind of weird. Here, take this. Mm-hmm. You know, if you'll take this, and they're probably going to give us grief now. Yeah. You know, because we didn't take it. Uh, but but th- there's no question that trial lawyers have, be- have gotten a bad name. All right. And Minor Simon did trial work, too. He did, cur- he did car accidents, too. He did do that. But he, he also represented Edwin Edwards on, a, on something before he was governor. Mm-hmm. You know, he's done a lot of different things. But uh, he's a hero of mine, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a real big fan of Minor Simon. Let me tell you a real quick story about it. Yeah. Charlotte's aunt. Peggy, who yeah. was a lawyer before I was, mm-hmm. okay? And she worked in Alexandria. Extremely good trial lawyer. Yeah. She could convince a jury of just about anything. Very, very good. She got into one with Minus Simon, and mm-hmm. he, she didn't, he, he, he was big on procedure. He read procedure, and he followed the rules. That's why he could not stand Judge Scott, because he's going like, you're not following rules. Yeah. You know, he mm-hmm. liked that. He was big on that. He forced you as a, an opponent to do that. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I never came across him. Uh, but if you slipped on a little bit on the procedure, he would file motion for sanctions on you. Okay. So he files motions for sanctions on Peggy, Charles Hand. She wins. Sanctions were, were considered not, she did, she was not, she, what she did was not sanctionable. So she filed motion for sanctions against Minus and she lost. He filed motions for sanctions for her filing sanctions, and he won. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. She just got to get in front of the right judge and jury. Nope. And she pushed it. She, she, what she did, and she didn't do it very often, mm-hmm. she let emotions get in the way. Oh, I get you. And she went after him, and she should have just let that go. Yeah. And she says it. She admitted it before she died. She admitted it. She's died. Mm-hmm. She passed away, but she, mm-hmm. but she admitted it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a great story, though. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Miles Mott. Yeah, that was my Simon's last partner. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, when he died, Matt Miles went on his own. Mm. <sighs> so, well, you know, the, this one was fascinating for me. This case. Oh, oh yeah. It is. It is, and I'm glad I remembered. It. I remembered it because of the KPLC case, and we may have to do that one too because mm-hmm. that one's injunctions and sanctions and yeah. fun stuff. And and at the time, all of those guys were heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. These, the people that he was, this God, this emperor was going after. He, 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 what he did was he disbarred the most prominent lawyer in Lake Charles. How do you do that? Yeah, that's... Mm. <sighs> yeah, and the abuse of power has been abused for a long time. Right. I do believe, though, he died in 1990-something. Before PJ's coffee. Well, again, <laughs> I'll have to step in here as the expert on PJ's coffee. <laughs> and I will have to say that if this judge had a cup of delicious, like Zulu coconut, which I have right here, uh, in, in next to him, he would have been less likely to go after everybody. And he would have had more clarity. And if he had gone and gone over his notes... And the PJs in Houghton, in the wonderful environment there, I'm sure he would have seen the error of his ways and the emotions would have drained out of him for this. And he would have thought clearly. I agree. I do too. So maybe we need to send, we need to send PJ's coffee to all the, from Houghton to all the federal judges in Louisiana. You know, maybe so. <laughs>
Thank you, guys. Victoria, as always, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank felt you. Like, uh, I felt like I led her. By the way, I, I sent her the wrong case. She prepared for the actual order. She didn't prepare for what happened to the Buckeye kids. But she did pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was awesome. It was good learning about it. Yeah, I'd like to try to find out where they ended up. Yeah. Yeah, I would, too. And I'd like to know how they did mm-hmm. after all that. I'm going to say this. Well, I'll almost bet that, you. That's kind of what, yeah, I'd love to hear. I'd love to interview them. I'm sure they don't want to talk about it, but maybe there's an interview somewhere about them yeah. as they got later in yeah, life. I bet they did well. Thank you, Victoria. Yeah, thank, thank you, Glenn. You. Thank you, listeners. And tomorrow will be Thursday. Yes. And we will be doing what? What are we talk about tomorrow? Well, there's so much to talk about. Uh, politics, technology, okay. all sorts of wonderful things. Dwayne will still be out, so it'll just be the dynamic duo. Yeah, I, I, got, I got some axes to grind, baby. That's all I'm saying. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.